It's your boy Red Grant live on Street Stars. If you ever want to be a star, you got to be from the street. And we street stars, all right? Ha! I keep laughing at these fools. Real life street stars, man. Y'all put it. Yeah. We got a situation, man. It's hit. Hey, listen, man. I'm myself. I'm excited like a mug, man. Just to have you on this couch, man. We got the legendary Red Grant in the building, man. Welcome. Hey, let's go, man. Let's go. Man, I got to ask you uh, first and foremost. Um, you know, we always say this as far as, uh, you know, we use the word legend. And, uh, you know, again, you have a legendary career. Uh, what do you say is a legend in comedy like what do you say a person has to do to have a legend um i'm they call me a living legend you know what i mean it's a, a living legend you know some people are legends and they not here no more you know i started when i was 18 years old 19 on on def jam um and you know i'm still a young man that's that's a legend that's 30 years in the game i feel pretty good about it and i, I think a legend is a person who that sticks to what they what, what they start. Okay. You know, if you stick to it long enough, you can get out what you what you was uh, attempting to get out of. But a lot of people quit before they get to where they're supposed to be. You Would know? you give ten years somebody in the game for ten years like living legend status? As far as if, even if they have like the accolades, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's an actual year. Okay. I just think that it's what it's the work you put in. It's the, okay. It's what you put. You know, what you put on your resume. Okay. You know. So if you're in the game 10 years and you put lots of stuff on your resume, then yeah, you're a legend. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's not an age limit to being a legend. You know, you can be born a legend. I feel like I was born a legend. Before they knew I was a legend, I was already a legend. Already a legend. Yeah. Now, I want to, you mentioned Def Comedy Jam, um, and uh, I want to start right there, man. Uh, Def Comedy Jam was, uh, for those young kids that may not, you know, have been around when that was out, that was one of the most epic, as far as finding new talent, comedy shows that we've ever had ever. Um, I think they try to—I don't know if they try to redo it, but uh, well, they had deaf poetry, but deaf comedy jam was everything. I'm—I'm I'm curious on your thoughts on this because uh, Charleston White has said this. He said, uh, "Hosting a show, a comedy show, is probably better than being a comic on the show itself." Probably even better than headlining. I mean, being the closing act. Would you say like uh, like what Martin Lawrence did with Def Con Jam as far as being a host of legendary comics is probably better than doing the set itself? Um, I think hosting has its uh, has its pluses. Like when I'm on tour with Cat, you know, uh, most of the time I host the last tour that we did. Um, I didn't host. I just came out and did like about 25 minutes, but. Yeah. You know, hosting can be fun, uh, but I feel like when I host, I don't really be hosting. I feel like I really, I'm telling jokes. Like, like my, my approach to the game is destroy any stage I get on. Oh yeah. So I don't really host the show. I bring people out, but I'm really firing that mug up, you know what I mean? And trying to like, like, like set an example and a stamp for the whole situation. Have you been funny your whole life or did you find out you was funny? Um, I think I had a sense of humor my whole life. I think my mother, when she got divorced from my father, I think, you know, I was, I was, I was like five years old. So 
I was put in a position to kind of make her laugh at the same time, you know, and not knowing that that was my position. And I just remember like just making my mother laugh a lot. Right. Uh, you know, but I'm not, I'm not really a, a, a guy who goes around and be clowning and stuff. I, I ain't, right. that, that ain't, I mean, as you can see, I'm, that's not me. Uh, when I get on stage though, you know, I turn it all the way up. I think it's a job. I think being able to write material and not and get off stage and not have to be like, ah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not a clown. Right. You know? So as I'm finding out, it's a lot of uh, who are a comedian. That's their career. But when they got off stage, they like, all right, chill out. It's like so it's like they kind of this is their job and they kind of turn it off when they get off stage. Hey, man, you know, when you get off stage. You don't want you don't want to be, you know, it's a job. It's like when you, you know, a stripper, when she be when she get off stage, she ain't trying to strip and yeah, she ain't dancing at home right, for, her, for yeah, a dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get she, right to it. Yeah, she putting on them old crocs. She put <laughs> yeah. on some crocs and she going chilling, you know, but nah, it's like I, I don't know why people for some reason feel like comedians is some clown dudes or something. Right? But uh mm -hmm. we far from that. Uh, most of us uh, come from a background that street. Uh, we was able to turn pain into laughter. Amen. And then you know, so. But if you, I'm, I'm a funny dude. If you hang around me long enough, you are gonna laugh. That's just me as a person. But you know, I, I, don't, I just feel like when people, when you see comedians get off stage and they still trying to be funny and all that, they they ain't gonna make it. How long do you tolerate a motherfucker who tries to get you to be funny when it's not time to be funny? Oh, it's cut off immediately. Tell me a joke. Yeah, you ever had somebody say, tell me a joke? All the time. Tell me a joke. Man, stop playing with me. So, so I'm curious, because I remember you said, uh, you know, when you first started comedy, you know, one of your first jokes was about Wonder Woman in the hood. Oh, yeah. And your partners told you, like, hey, talk, just talk that regular shit that we do on a regular basis. Yeah, he was real with me too. My man, Big Rob, he was like- Shout out Big Rob. Yeah, Big Rob the one told me to go stand, do stand up. Yeah. And I was saying, I was I was corny as hell. I was talking some cornies. <laughs> man, Big Rob checked me. Soon as we got in the car, he was like, hey man, I don't know what you talking about with that Wonder Woman shit, but <laughs> you gotta talk about that stuff that you be talking about <laughs> on stage yeah. with the homies. Yeah. <laughs> You uh, that ain't gonna work. Then it is connected. I was I was like, oh, I can talk about my mother, my father, my my sisters, my brothers. I can talk about the hood. I can talk about you know politics. I can talk about whatever I see. Um, and once I started doing that, that that just changed my whole career. Yeah, man. I I, I look at comedy as social satire, where you look at your personal life and just make it funny. So now nah, you you do that to a T. Yeah, oh. I mean, I got a lot of stuff in my personal life that's going on right now, uh, and it's always going on. I write about I write about five jokes a day, uh, like that's how serious I take it. Like something got to be, you know. It, you see something at all times, like the like I was on the plane today, the talkative dude, you know, the dude that want to talk to you the whole plane ride for three and a half hours, and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I just want to take the nap. I just want to take a nap. That's all. I had my earplugs ready. I had my headphones set on um, some jazz because, you know, that's going to put you right to bed. And uh, 
No, nah, but I yeah. end up having a great conversation. What advice would you give somebody who do want that person to shut up? Like, what advice would you tell them to do to get that person to cut it? Put your headphones on. Put your if you got some of them things. I don't know what they call, but you know what I'm saying. I mask. Yeah, thank you, baby girl. Uh, I mask and uh, shoot, just go go deep. So you say you write about five jokes a day, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lot of jokes. How do you decide which ones are the ones when you're going to go do a set? You know, it's only so many jokes you could tell in 30 minutes, an hour. How do you decide? Well, you, you keep rotating. You just move them out. Like, like, that's why I feel like I had a long career because of, the, you know, I was able to recreate myself at all times. Like, keep going with it. Like, that's why, that's why I know, like, people like Jay-Z, Puffy, they're going to always be leaders of the culture, right? Because... You know, they understand how to re- reinvent themselves and recreate themselves. Um, and that's what I try to do. Once it's old, you got to go. So, you know what I mean? I'm sad that she got to get out of here, you know, and uh, I'm on to the next. It's, it's a sad it's a sad love life, but I'm on to the next. But I choose by, like, I test, I test some of them out on people, like, in a little quick little way. But, you know, you know we, we do the right thing. Now there you go. Now I ain't gonna lie. When you pulled up, uh, and I came down to holler at you, man, you had some. Uh, welcome, you know, guys. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome people welcome in the building. Welcome the, people in the building. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to street stars. Yeah, welcome to street stars. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. We got we got to hold up the show for y'all. Now I ain't gonna lie. This, the and, and this the most people we ever had in here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's, it's a they great red grass company. This is a great studio audience. There you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, hey, speaking of audience. What's the worst you ever had to do with a heckler as far as someone just that can't stop talking or either just not just, you know, me mugging or just throwing you off your game? I mean, hecklers are easy. I mean, you got the mic. Uh, most of them soft as wet tissue paper. Uh, and, um, you know, dealing with a heckler, you just got to deal with him immediately. You can't let him get nothing off. Yeah. As soon as he say something, you got to be on him. Um, because hecklers leave the house thinking they're comedians, and they're gonna, um, they they left the house saying they was gonna say something when they got to the show. That'd be facts. Yeah, so they was already prepared. So you got to be extra prepared to deal with them. And they be front row with it. Like, why you buy front row tickets to? <laughs> because everybody see some people want to just be seen in life. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all deal with it. People want to be seen in life. They can't just come to the show and enjoy it. Now he got his girl next to him. She embarrassed. Uh, and I gotta fire him up. She might get caught in the in the in mix the of yeah. She might mess around, get caught in the crossfire. Now both of them look dumb as hell at the Safeway or whatever the grocery store at the Target. You see them at the Target. Ah, oh, that's them with the big forehead. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, you just deal with hecklers, man. Hecklers are. Do do you stay on them the whole show? Like, do nah. you keep going back to them, or do they get up and? It depends on how my spirit feel. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it depends on how much they yelled out. Sometimes hecklers just yell out and then they just go away. Then they just stop. They know their lesson. They they keep keep it pushing, and they know when they've lost. You know, it's almost like fighting in real life. You know when you took a beating. Yeah. Why keep swinging? This man is crazy. <laughs> is there anything that you can do at a comedy show to avoid not getting roasted on? Like. Maybe Are you talking about as an audience member? Yeah, as an audience member. 
Well, most like like for me, I don't talk about people in the crowd. People pay good money to come see Red Grant. I don't talk about people. Uh, only if you yell out, I talk about you. So, I mean, most most comedians who got something to say and really professionals, they ain't trying to mess with you. Uh, maybe a few people might go and talk, like DL, he, he gonna hit you. At the end of his set, he might hit you. But we ain't trying to do that. We trying to get these jokes off and get the hell off stage. You know, we gotta do a whole hour. We ain't messing with you. And that could throw your, that could throw your whole thing off. Like, like you might have a set already prepared for this, for Dallas. Now you dealing with a heckler and you, or you outside your set dealing with somebody. It, it ain't worth it for me. Me, myself, they pay me too much money to come and, and tell jokes to these people and make people laugh and people going through so much yeah. out here post-pandemic. Are there subjects that you're just not going to touch when it comes to comedy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, me, me I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just, certain things I'm not going to touch. Um, uh, let me see. What, what won't I touch? I, I want to give an example. Okay. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast and they was talking about the tragic passing of DC Young Fly's wife. Um, and Corey Holcomb happened to be on the podcast and he was like, shit, I wish my motherfucking baby mama would die. Mm-hmm. And everybody just kind of looked at the nigga like, he's like, shit, I'm keeping it real. Now, that might have been funny a couple of years from now, but it wasn't funny right when they were uh, filming. It's, but do you feel like when it, whatever happens is funny or what, what is your gauge on that? Well, first, you know, DC Young Fly, that's my partner. That's my, that's my little brother. Yeah. It, um, yeah so, condolences to, to yeah, him. Yeah, so well. condolences to him and, and his family. Um, you know, Corey Holcomb is Corey Holcomb. For sure. And I wasn't asking just specifically your take on Corey. No, just, no just, Corey's, you know, I've been friends with Corey a long time. I, you know. We've done many, a, a couple of movies together. Um, and I think that's his true feeling. Right. You know, I, 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 you know, people might've took it out of context, but I know he ain't do it in a uh, malicious way. Right. Uh, so, but it's just, you know, it might've been a little insensitive <laughs> at the moment. And, I, and, I, and that's what I was asking. Like, like what is thing, what, what is off, off? Off limits, like, when do you feel like it's something that's comfortable to talk about or any, any like maybe if the submarine, people were uh, the submersible, to me, a lot of people felt like that like people was, shouldn't have got in there. Right. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we definitely feel like they shouldn't have got in there. But like, people, like, black like, people wouldn't have been in there. Right. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, black people is a lot. We, there's a lot of stuff we, don't, we ain't going to be doing. First of all, it costs three hundred thousand to get in the submarine. First of all, <laughs> and and you sign and you sign a piece of paper saying that things might happen. Things you might not make it. Right, your three hundred thousand might be the last three hundred. Um, <laughs> so me myself, I'm not getting in the submarine. Um, actually, after that happened, I don't want to get in water no more. I don't get in water. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But be- uh, <laughs> before that happened, is uh, it? Before that happened, I was swimming laps. <laughs> was there anybody that you would have went down there with? I, I for, let me let me say this. So I've been around the world, right? And now, yeah, yeah. And uh, but my like, I'm not the adventurous. I don't need to go swim with the dog. In the world, <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I don't need to go swim with the. And, and 
my wife be like, Jai, like she's adventurous. She's more adventurous than me. Like me, I'm not adventurous like that. I don't need the dolphins. We done been around stingrays. I've been nervous. I, I see them. They right here. They by your feet. You know what I'm saying? I done, I done did all the craziest thing. I done been in the helicopters. I ain't want to be in it, you know? <laughs> but sometimes I just say, yeah, just as, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm a little adventurous without being adventurous, but I don't need the extra adventure. So you know, I need, when vacation is vacation for me, I don't need exploration. Right. right. You, know, <laughs> you know, I don't need to go with all that. I just need to go to Bahamas, like y'all about to do. Yeah, yeah. Go you know, to Miami. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even need to get in the water in the beach. Same. You know, because, I mean, they say it's about 74% of all of the U.S. Uh, beaches are contaminated. Mm. So I don't need to get, yeah, that's true. Look it up. <sighs> so I don't need to get nothing inside my esophagus. <laughs> you know. so, so, Red, seriously, you're, you're, you're on vacation. Uh, your wife pulls up an excursion. Let's say, you know, $300, we could go see the Titanic. No, fuck no. <laughs> See, you want, even if your wife said, baby, let's go see the Titanic. Well, first of all, do y'all know how far the Titanic is down there? <laughs> That's the question that you go out to ask. Like, once you go past the dark, once you go past, like, you you can't see the sun no more, that ain't where humans supposed to be at. It's like, it's things down there right now that they ain't even seen. Man, like, come on now. They say it's giant squids that's bigger than this room. Come on now. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm cool, you know. And plus, who learned how to get down there? Who was the first? Yeah, like, who said, we're going to go see the Titanic? Titanic? Nah, that, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I look at that joint, Leonardo DiCaprio. And we, yeah, we going to watch the movie yeah, on Netflix. We, yeah, we, yeah, we see him go with yeah. his head on the thing. Yeah, I don't get why he just didn't say, let me maybe control a sub to go down there, and I'll stay up on the yacht. I, I don't know. It's, just, it's weird as shit. Nah, I ain't going downstairs. I ain't going downstairs. I got to get your take on uh, the music today, uh, Red, because uh, when I when I pulled up, you know, you were jamming the old school playlist, man. And, uh, you know, I know you're good with pretty much all the old guys, Snoop Dogg, everybody. What are your thoughts when you see the music today and kind of, I no, no disrespect to Lil Yachty, but uh, I mean, not Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert. He got the pink tape out, mm -hmm. but the song he got out has no rap lyrics in it. He's just kind of yelling through it all. Like, what do you subscribe to? Right, so I got 14 yo, right? Yeah. So I just like, I just like gotta know everything, right? Gotta know it. I gotta know, I, you know. And I let her cuss in front of me for the first time the other day. Are you, are, what? Yeah, I, I just, I did it just to see if she was gonna cuss. Wait, what'd you say? Like, here, you get the, you get one off? No, nah, she was like mad because she plays, she played basketball. So she was, you know, she was talking about her coach had said something and she was like, and mm. I was like, oh, what you was about to say? She was like, no, nah, I can't say it. I was going to cuss. And I was like, oh, you can cuss in front of me? And she, oh, shit. And she was like, man, them girls some shit. I was like, <laughs> I took that joint. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right. Some mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I took that thing on the chin. She's, hey, she cussed good, too. Like she put the T on the shit. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy, like, the things we did when we young, now we look at our kids and you still mature and see them and start doing this like, nah, that ain't how that's how I remember that. I mean, you got to understand, when we also, we had an outside life, mm -hmm. too. You know what I mean? We, we didn't get all our education off the computer and off the phone. So when you got an outside life, you got to look at it. It's a little different. Um, 
my kid, I don't even know if she'd like to go outside unless it's going to basketball practice and all that. She'd be in her room chilling on the phone, whatever. And we got to break that stuff up. We got to start teaching them to, like, we got to really take the phones away from them. I, I was just going to ask, so how do you manage social media as far as, because you know you want to give them a little bit of freedom, but. She tried to block me in her story. And I was like, oh, you trying to block me in her story? <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, I, I, we're gonna block that story quick. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna even give me, you're gonna give me the phone and we're gonna unblock that story. Cause, you know, the story is where it go down. The story is where it go down. It, it, it go away after 24 hours. Oh, yeah. They like, I'll block them for 24. <laughs> and you'll see this joint. Now, nah, so to your point, your daughter's 14. Uh, you gotta be in tune with what she's on. So that Always, means. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I, I, I listen to Uzi Vert, man. I, I, I mean, I do that. Okay, okay. yeah, I get that one. You know what I'm saying? For a second, man. So, you know, but that, you know. What about Sexy Red when she, you know, my booty hole brown? I know, oh man. She got, <laughs> oh, she got pink, oh, everything. And the booty hole. <laughs> like, she, so, for, for that, if you, you know, you're like, I mean, that's the error, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, let them live. You know, they're going to look back and they're going to look back at this joy and see what their old school is. In about 15 years, they're going to be like, damn, this our old school? This our old school? Yeah, yeah, this, my, this our old school. It's like we went through gangster rap and we went through all of that. Sometimes you just got to let youngest live and just, just support. As um, long as, you know, I, we all going to grow up, you know. And you can't be one of those parents that just, like, trying to keep your, you, you, you can't protect them from everything, but you can give them love, give them as much love as possible. And hopefully they make choices when they out there. Amen. Because you know? I know my, my daughter, 14, I know she like boys. You oh, know? fuck that. You ever ask her, <laughs> her which boy she like? Like, who, who I you know, have a crush I, I ask all the boys that call that phone. Right. Who are you? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just like my Who Who are you? Let me see your face. Y'all on FaceTime, who are you? Okay. You know who she is? You know who her parents are? You know she's a good person, right? And I go down the list. You treat her right. What you what you talking to her about? What y'all what y'all got in common? Like I be I'm like a I yeah. be quizzing them. They don't even want to call no more. Man, uh, I seen one little boy. He jumped on there with he had like the hoodies and the little twisties. And I was like, Nah, this nigga got to go immediately. He looked like a little uh, he looked like a little Twenty One Savage or something. Nah, they voice deep as hell deep too. As- that's that's what scare you when they get the deep voice. Mm-mm. Nah, they wear a hoodie all the time. All the time. And masks and them little, it be hot as hell outside in D.C. They be having them little ski masks going. I be like, nah, you can't mess. No ski mask dudes. You can't mess with ski mask dudes. But nah, she she she, she raised right, man. I, I trust her enough to just be who she going to be. Now, we just spoke on uh, Michael Jordan possibly breaking up a fight between WAC 100 and Charleston White. Mm-hmm. Charleston is a comedian now. Or he, you know, he says, I'm a comedian. Um. Do you feel like when it comes to comedy, because it's going to take me into like... Charleston a comedian? He, hey, he says he's a comedian. Okay, he's, respect. He's opened up a few shows. You seen him? I have not seen him. Okay. Personally, uh, I will see him on the 28th. He's coming back to Dallas House of Blues, which is good. Oh, okay. So uh, we're going to see what he does. Shout out to Charleston White, man. I didn't know you was a comedian, brother. Shout out to you, man. He good luck. Hey, hey, good luck on it, because this, this ain't no easy road, man. And uh, shout out to you, man. Keep keep doing your thing. Shout out to Ti too, man. Ti got in the game too. 
Yeah, T.I. Yeah. got in the game, too. I think he jumped out, though. I think he got in and... No, nah, T.I. in. Yeah, I think he... Uh... Yeah, T.I. took it serious. He was in there for too long. He went on <laughs> He went on too many stages. Nah, he a comedian now. Hey, man, man. Well, yeah, we for... still respect his rap career, but he a comedian he now. He a comedian now. Yeah, so, but... my question is, um, when it comes to telling jokes and someone taking it serious, like, for instance, Chris Rock, uh, you know, Will Smith taking that joke and taking it personal, you know, went up there with the slap. Is is there things that comedians should be able to say and like, man, I'm a comedian. You can't really try to knock me out, or is everything really offensive and deserves a smacking? Well, I can fight. So I mean, I don't know. I don't care who anybody in this room. <laughs> you run up on stage, man. We rumbling on that motherfucker. I don't care if you <laughs> you was a golden glover. <laughs> like we gonna we gonna throw hands, but. That was a weird situation with Chris Rock and uh, and Will because that like you know they put comedy in the, in a weird place, you know people thought that you know they can just smack comedians and and it was just weird and I could just tell Chris didn't know that he was getting ready to get smacked just through his because most people know. I mean I don't know about y'all in here but if I see Will Smith walking real fast on stage with some slides on. With his hand already cocked. I mean, yeah. this is not this is not really a, a laughing matter right now. This is a protect yourself and at least have your hands here. You know, saying for a push or or this. Um, but that was a weird place, and, and I'm, I'm friends with Will, and that was just like, ooh. Did you think it was real? What happened? Like, was there that moment in you? Like, uh... no, I saw, I saw it, and I rewound it back. Then I rewound it again. Then I rewound it because I, I had to go in slow motion to see if he actually touched his face. <clears throat> and in slow motion, it was like. <laughs> and when he caught him, I stopped it right here because I wanted to see if it was tips of hands. Yeah. <laughs> palm, palm yeah, yeah, the... or whole hand. Yeah. He slapped it. He caught down the hip. Yeah. At least. Yeah. This is how far he slapped him. So he caught him good. Yeah. Because that's damn me. You see the slap competition where they knock him up. Oh, oh, yeah. Full, but, full palm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you will ever get in that, but that ain't my sport. Yeah, that ain't the, the, the nigga. I seen that. I seen that at, at a club. I don't know if I was in Dallas. Girls was at the. Uh, the They've the, done that here before. Yeah. Yes. The strip club. They, they, they slap each other. I'm like, oh, this is real. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. That's. Hey. It's a real sport now. It is, it is a real sport. You can get knocked out, obviously, from so, the slap. So you, you saw him connect, and you said, yeah, nah, that, that oh, was... No, nah, I said, no, nah, Will. Hey, Will was on one. Ah, man. Then when it. he went back to, to his seat, you know, that's when it really got up. Man, um, you know, you're good for... Oh, you, hold on, wait one second, one second. You're good friends with Mike Tyson, right? Or not saying... I want to say good friends, but you're cordial. With Mike, I'm, I'm friends with Mike. Oh, okay, all right, shit, there we go. Um, I would call him a friend. I mean, you know, I don't have to hang with people every day to call people friends, but I like it. I've been knowing Mike since I was probably 21. He was, he was a, uh, he, he was he, definitely the champ at the time, and he came to a show of mine um, in Brooklyn, yeah. and the guy who went on before me, like talked to, like like was bad mouthing Mike, yeah, like really bad, and Mike was like. Man, I'll come up here and I'll fuck you up. That's all he said. I'll fuck you up. Stop playing. And the room got silent. I'm telling you. And dude ain't get no laughs or nothing. So when he got on stage, 
I was next. So I went up there and I told, I said, man, I don't know how I said, I was young, so I, I probably call him all kind. And I was like, man, we're gonna talk about the chant, man. That's the chant, man. Be respectful to the chant. And I seen Mike after the show outside. He's like, man, thank you so much, Red, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, speaking up for me in that moment, man. Cause I was gonna kill that dude. <laughs> and I was like, man, man, he was out of pocket, man. So I've been friends with Mike since then. Like every time I see him, it's love. We see him in Vegas. We see him anywhere we see him, man, in DC. Mike's a good dude, man. He, he deserves everything he's getting right now. You were just talking about the guy talking on the uh, on the airplane. I seen Mike Tyson like punch down a guy on the airplane for talking too much. Man, dude was disrespectful though. Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, he was like he was too disrespectful. Every I don't know what, who they think they talking to. Like these is real human beings, man. You don't know how people wake up in the morning. You don't know what people are going through. You you mess around, get beat up off GP. No. And, and and it's recorded. Everybody recording everything, so it ain't just getting knocked out no more. It's a world star moment. Would you let your wife go see Usher? Yeah. By herself? By, <laughs> you got to go. Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, my wife, she, she's strong enough to go see Usher. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be strong yeah, enough. You got to be strong enough. It, you got to, With man. that being said, um, where did it have bothered you to see your wife being serenaded by Usher. Um, Cause the world wants to know, because the young man was offended when Kiki um, was oh, being Kiki serenaded. Palmer, when yeah, she had a little butt out. Yeah. yeah, but we know it wasn't about the butt. I mean, let me say something, let me say something about this. All right, if you're in a relationship, let's, let's talk about relationships for a second. If you're in a relationship and you're not strong enough to handle the things that go on around your relationship, and you don't trust your, your girl, your wife, or your man enough to say, hey, I trust you enough to just be you. Let me live. I ain't trying to do it to Kiki. I ain't, you know, I'm pretty sure Kiki wasn't trying to do it to Usher, but Kiki is a celebrity at the same time. And she just had a baby that's like postpartum. She probably was like, man, I'm going to see Usher. Amen. Yeah. What? And none of her fans were mad. But uh, I think dude was a little bit in his feelings. Um, maybe he don't want nobody serenading this girl that close where he she can smell his chewing gum. No. Um, so so mind you, know this. Uh, Usher, of course, dated Chili. Mm -hmm. Kiki Palmer played Chili in the TLC movie. Oh, so you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So you think Usher had a flashback? I don't know. I don't know. So I, another, and this leads me to my next question. I think he, not to cut you yeah. off, I think the husband, right? I think he dealing with his own insecurities. Definitely. You feel me? What, what was you doing around the corner? Was you getting that mad at your girl? Um, but, you know, everybody got to deal with their own relationship. You know, I don't have to deal with that. I was going to say my next question was to that. Should celebrities only date celebrities? Do you think it's possible for a normal relationship, a, a normal person to date a celebrity and that relationship work? Celebrities don't really work too much, man. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know why, but you know, it's hard to be famous and famous, 
you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z pull it off so well. Man, they do it well. Cardi B and Offset, they trying. Uh, they going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, they trying. But if you just look at look at Jennifer Lopez and, and I mean, it just don't. She double back. She double back. To not Brent. to Puffy, though. Not to Puffy, though. Yeah, not to Puffy. Nah, she ain't double back to Dirk. <laughs> so so when you saw Kim Kardashian and Kanye, you knew that was a, a timeline that that ain't going. Man, Kanye was, man, is smart as hell. Like, Kanye is one of the smartest dudes out there. Y'all think he... Oh, so that wasn't love. That was just him being strategic. No, nah, it was him. He, oh. no, nah, he loved Kim. Okay, okay, okay. I, I really believe that he loved Kim. You know, I, I believe, you know, he wanted his kids by her and everything. Um, I just think that when you're on a certain level and, you, and you're a creative individual, you got to have creative space. That's like everybody in this room should take time for themselves. Nobody should be able to lock you down to the point where you can't even meditate, where you can't say, I'm going out to, I don't know, I forget where he was living in Wisconsin or one of them in the country joints, uh, Wyoming, and um, just be, be yourself. That's real. Um, but they got, they got their own, and she missed him too now. She, yeah, she said it. She's like, man, I missed the old Kanye. The new one, I don't know about the new Kanye, but the, I miss the old Kanye. It's the same Kanye. Not even rap. No, even our, even people who consume music say, man, we miss the old Kanye. We will. I've been knowing Kanye 12, 13, maybe, maybe 15 years. Oh, yeah. I remember when Kanye made his first album when he was dating the Delta. Uh, and we was doing BET Awards. I was producing shows over there at, at, at Viacom. Mm. And... Man, Kanye just been a good dude. Even when I partnered with the record plant in LA, and Kanye used to uh, record there. Kanye, Beyonce, everybody used to record there. Pharrell. Uh, I mean, anybody who was somebody recorded in that studio. And I just got an opportunity to meet people on a, like a genuine level, like like I meet you guys. It's like on a real level. Yeah. And I just don't. I just don't. I, I don't think we should be jumping to judge people because of what the media be talking about because. At the end of the day, there's people with kids and families and, you know, it's real emotions going on out Facts. this joint, right? Facts. So, man, yeah. Kanye going to be Kanye. That ain't, shit, that's, that's Jesus Walks. That's Jesus Walks. Now, speaking of meeting people, um, I'm curious, you and Cat Williams, mm-hmm. I mean, dynamic. How did y'all even link up um, as far as what did, what was that chance meeting? What was that that joke that was told? What was that set? That made y'all say, man, let's let's do this on a long-term basis. No, I don't think it was like I think when Kat used to host uh at Hollywood Park in uh Los Angeles, and that was one of the spots that you can go to uh and tell jokes. And he used to, I mean, when I say he used to destroy that joint, he used to destroy that joint. So everybody used to go up there, he was the host. You come up there and you rock out. But then when he finally got on, um, Uh, I didn't know my man was all right, you know. I was just, <laughs> my man looking around and shit. I was like, all right, what's going on? Is we about to cut the interview? No. Shit, he was looking for some weed or something. What the was he looking for? This shit got real for a second. Everybody stopped. <laughs> I, I looked at my assistant like, what, what's going on? All right, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> he was looking hard too. <laughs> you find it? <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. All right, cool. Um, no, nah, you know. <laughs> so I had stopped. I had stopped telling jokes for like about two years. 
um, and started working at um, Viacom producing television shows. I was I produced like about 25 shows for the network. I wasn't even telling jokes. And when I came back to California, Linnell was having a birthday party or some type of party at this club. And Cat came through and he, he went, once it was all over, he was like, you know, he about to start his tour. And did I want to come on tour with him? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And this is before he did uh, HBO. Uh, his, uh, the special. Yeah, so, but once yeah. he did HBO, man, it went from like a couple thousand to like 10,000 people in that joint. And then, the I mean, why, I mean, like me and Kat got a, a, a real friendship. It ain't like, like, yeah, it's like you know, what I'm saying that's my that's my really my my friend, like you know, like I and he and he's blessed me. Now there you go. Not only with like financially, but he's blessed me, like opening his audience up to me. There you go. So there you, go. Nice. you know, when I go on tour, you know. They come to see Cat Williams, but they're going to see Ray Grant, too. There you go. So I get a chance. Which is to, just as good. If not, sometimes better. At, well, see, I Cat was going to say it. But, but no, Cat, Cat's the man. You know what I'm saying? And he put on so many people yeah. that are, are, like, big celebrities right now. Like, he he gave, he gave people, like, like, opportunities. And if you mess it up, it's on you. So Red, I gotta ask you then, um, and this is I just want your thoughts on this because this was is this touchy. Cause you I know you with every you, you mess with everybody. Uh so I Kat, don't mess with everybody. Not not mess with everybody, but you know. Okay. Cat uh <laughs> of course, you know, shout and shout out to Linnell. Um Cat really went to defense for the Linnell after, of course, he saw the Tiffany Haddish uh movie and things with uh with uh Kevin Hart. And then, of course, Kevin Hart and Kat had a back and forth about Tiffany kind of moving, getting a, just moving past a lot of other female comedians. Um, Kevin said his piece. Kat, of course, said his piece. Who's to say who's right or wrong? It's all perspective. Um, what is your thoughts as far as just what they both were saying at the time as far as, you know, Linnell and then seeing what Tiffany Haddish was able to do in such a short time frame? Not saying she didn't put in work, but... You, you know, there were some other people that were up, you know, that, that could have had a chance as well. What are your thoughts with just Kat and Kevin Hart's perspective on that scenario? Well, I mean, I talk about it on YouTube, man. You can, you can Google what I said about that, my perspective on that. I mean, that's my true perspective. Over, I don't know, 10 million views on it. Yeah, that but, is. But um, I just look at life like two, two moguls. I, I'm not even in. I'm not even in their world. Like I can't. I can't even imagine being in their world. But if at that time, at that moment, I was just like, I didn't. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see uh, two black men beefing. Yeah, and I've been knowing Tiffany a long time. And I just thought. I just think that. The more, like, most people in that moment would have threw flame, like, uh, fuel on the fire. But I just, I, I, I just feel like, you know, we beef enough Amen. as African Americans. A lot of times we don't even like know what we beefing about. But they had, a, they had a, a real situation going on 
But, you know, I just don't get involved with who beefing with who and why. I, just, just my, and, and K-Dub know, he know my, he know my personality. He know I don't get involved with that, but that's my friend. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I, you know, I'm gonna ride with him to the end. That's just, that's what I do. And, but I, I made my statement and what I said, and that's just how I felt at that moment. It's a lot of people that get on that shouldn't be on. Uh, it's a lot of people that's on, lose it, get it back. You know, I just I learned a lot from K Dub, man. I mean, the man creates hours special every year, two hours special, two hours of a special every year. I mean, his creative his creative thoughts is like like out of this world. So, uh, and he is a genius for for that reason. And you know, people just need to do more research on what's going on and not getting involved with the beefs and stuff like that. Me myself, I, you know, I don't beef with nobody. And if they beef with me, fuck them. Amen. Now, I really want to know uh, how hard is it to tell, create a, a hour, two hour special? Like, it looks very seamless on TV or we watch it, but like, just talking and having to be funny for that long just seems like a real stressor to how does what goes into that like what type of preparation um uh it takes a lot man it takes a lot of preparation very stressful to to stay new and ahead of, i mean you know it's like it's like any other athlete right you know lebron want to retire he said he ain't he said he ain't though should he don't hold on should he don't Nah. Oh, okay. As long as, as long as he's still dunking on people's head and getting thirty-four a game, you know, keep playing, man. I you mean, know? they just he got he just got swept though. He really. I mean, it ain't about being swept. Oh, okay. LeBron is a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't about being swept after that. You nah. right? Facts. You think you think two days no. after he got swept, he was crying? No, I know man, he wasn't. That man was in the pool with some <laughs> ice bags on his knees. You know what I'm saying? Hoping his son get in the league quick. Yeah, you want to see him play with his son? Hell yeah, that'd be that. That'd be first. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. You know what I'm saying? I want to see. I, I don't understand Michael Jordan's son messing with uh, uh, Scottie Pippen ex, but that's that's. Yeah. What that's, do you say to that? As far as you feel like they're forcing that on their parents to accept this relationship? Man, that's a weird situation. That's as weird as it. You know, man. that's. I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I gotta blame her. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's that's messy upon messy. You always you always blame the female. That's always no. Nah, you don't. But oh, okay. that's a messy situation. <laughs> now nah, if you a messy dude, I'm gonna say you messy man. You just a messy dude. You know what I'm saying? You go and mess with my ex baby mama because you just and we friends and my you know my pops. Nah, uh, uh, that's that's a, that's a weird situation. But I mean each his own. Everybody got to do that. <laughs> Who is more legendary in your eyes, Future or Scottie Pippen? Huh. In my eyes, got yeah. definitely a future, man. <laughs> Shit. Future, future say he, he hit your girl with some flip flops on. He got like he meant that joint. I thought it was just a, I thought it was bullshit with some Gucci flip flop. This man yeah. going extra hard <laughs> in the paint and told the story. I mean, you know, I mean, future a legend, man. Yeah. Woo. 
<laughs> I play golf with Scotty Pippen. That's my man. He a legend too, man. You know, the future, the future, a whole different dude, man. He like, I don't know, man. He from a different planet. And people ain't know he was gonna get that huge with them first couple hits, but he's ready, ready. Now speaking of athletes, man, you went to school with uh, Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, he just recently quit uh, Skip Bayless uh, situation. Uh, you know, after you know they had their, you know, they was they was amazing together. What were your thoughts on Shannon Sharp's run as a as a journalist outside of his NFL career? Well, shout out to Shannon Sharp, man. Shannon Sharp, I looked up to Shannon. I still do at this, at this moment because when I played football at Savannah State, I was a freshman. I think he was like a senior or something like that. Well, he was going into a senior year, and it, it, it's just to be in that locker room. It was just a lot of. Uh, funny people in that locker room. And I think that was a a good uh, springboard for me, not knowing that I was gonna get into, um, somebody phone ringing, but um, I don't know if they, people's calling or whatever. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just playing, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, but uh, to see Shannon, you know, become a Hall of Famer, then get into uh, broadcasting, he do a good job, man. He, man, he, he one of the best on TV to me. Like, I mean, you can't stop looking at him because he talking that country, he country, and he talking real. Skip, skip. And he used to talk just like that in the <laughs> locker room. Red, red, you know what I'm And he had that country twang. And, 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 and Sharp come from a, a real background. You know, when, when Sharp came to school, they got a story about Sharp. He had two T-shirts in a pair of jeans, you know? And for him to make him, you know, his brother got in the pros, kind of kicked some stuff down to him, but he made his career on his own. Man, Sharp, a bad boy, man. I'm, uh, uh, Sharp, I'm trying to do the show coming up too, so. Yeah, Club Shay Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, yeah Club Shay I'm trying to be on the couch, man. Now, Talk about some real stuff. Hey, man, uh, you also do some coaching. I want to get into that, but I want to know, do you think you could be a sports commentator? Oh, one of the best. What, what does it take to be a good sports commentator? Uh, you got to speak from the heart. You got to talk. You got to say what's on your mind. You can't, you can't sugarcoat and you can't be afraid that you're going to get canceled the first week. You got to push it to the edge the first week and see what they're going to do. So when you're in Dallas right now, you're a sports commentator. What would you say about the Cowboys in their last season? See, I can't see. I can't talk about Dallas and Dallas. <laughs> one thing, one thing I learned about being in another state or city, they serious about their sports team, right? Mm-hmm. So it's real cowboy fans out there, you know. And shout out to them, you know. Everybody know I'm from Washington D.C. I'm a Commanders fan, so and I don't even know really what our name is. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. Uh, I was happy we won on the, that last game of the year. Um, y'all did make the playoffs, so I mean that, that's good. Yeah, um, Dak seemed to be um, y- y'all favorite quarterback. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Ezekiel, I guess he going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, y'all should definitely keep that outside linebacker. Y'all got little yeah, number eleven. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah he y'all team. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should put him at every position. That boy liked that. 
Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, Dallas, y'all had a good seat. Y'all went to the playoffs. Y'all just ain't winning the Super Bowl. I think Super Bowls, it's a Super Bowl of bus type thing. You know? And then Dallas is one of the biggest cities in America. You know, when y'all cry, everybody feel it. Right. You know, people rooting against y'all. Y'all know that. Yeah. At all times. Man, you don't, because you don't want to see us when we winning. It's some... We some bullshit online when we winning, boy. Oh, every, we gonna make winning? the whole world feel it. Oh, y'all, y'all seven and zero every year starting the season. <laughs> <laughs> y'all go seven and zero. We know y'all going to the Super Bowl. Sports announcers, everybody. I like to see y'all get it again, man. You know, y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be all right. One year, one, one of these years. So you a real? Are you a cowboy fan? Fuck no. I see. I knew that was, that was coming from that was coming from a cowboy. Nah, nah we are definitely Cowboys fans. <laughs> I like the yeah. stars. I, 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 they don't you disappoint like, me as you much. You just like the stars. Just, <laughs> that's funny. So, so, how did you get into coaching? Uh, I started coaching when I was out in LA. Um, I, I, I just like I like working with kids, like young people in general and uh, the, the team that it's crazy because the team that I started coaching first was a, like a middle school team and they was 0-4 when I got there and we ended up going 8-4 and mm. and won a championship oh wow and it was like one of them bad news bears type situation like they needed a coach somebody to motivate them push them and I was just that person um but I won't never stop coaching. I, and I coached when I was when I first got out of Savannah State. I was working for the Department of Recreation, and I was coaching young young kids and and baseball, football, track, anything they they needed. I was coaching them. They still call me Coach Grant to this day. So I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna never stop coaching kids. Like I'm like my programs like don't shoot guns, shoot cameras. Yeah. I, I feel like that's coaching like young people to oh, wow. learn filmmaking. On my, my program, like Beyond Your Block, where we take kids off their block and took them to the White House, uh, African American Museum, take them go kart ride. And I just did a whole event with the commanders, took 100 kids to FedEx Field um, just to give them a field day and experience. Uh, I'm just going to continue to, to, to do that type of work. Uh, when I ran for mayor of DC last year, uh, it was I mean, it was, it was a situation where, you know, that was some of my platform to bring back recreation centers, bring back programming for young people, uh, things that, that, that keep their mind going. And so they won't be in the streets doing uh, other things. Um, and we're going to continue to push that envelope. Uh, man, you man, I, we need to definitely talk about some politics. But before we go there, is it hard being a mentor to young kids? You know, because it's stressful enough raising your own kid, and then you see some of these kids in the, in the situation they're in, it seems so hopeless. Does Is it hard for you to shoulder that, you know, being like a positive figure in their life? Nah, I mean, kids just want love, man. Yeah. Um, most times kids act out because they don't get the love that they deserve and respect. So, you know, I think more men, especially men, should... Um, get involved like that because a lot of them don't have like certain real men uh, uh, figures in their life and they gotta they gotta see real men around them and that's gonna tell them straight up like this is what's going on I've been through this I already know what you're going through I've been locked up before 
I've been behind the bars. I, I know what situation. I've been in more fights than you probably could even think about being in. So you got to just follow. You got to just keep pushing these youngins. They, they, they want to be loved uh, and taught things. Now, um, let's say you uh, get an offer to go work at one of the not <laughs> not uh, urban schools and they want to give you the bag. Do you go get the bag or which not which is more important, but what space would it be OK to say, yeah, I can go get this bag? I'm already rich, bro. OK. Like, I'm already rich, bro. I'm rich spiritually, Amen. financially, emotionally. I'm rich. Um, so I don't chase no bags. I don't chase nothing. But I think it is an opportunity that might arise, and then you just be like, okay, this might be good for uh, me to use my philanthropic, my uh, philanthropic uh, mindset and take the bag and help some more youngins out. But I mean, people who chase bags, man, ain't gonna never catch the bag. They gonna catch baby bags. Oh man, talk to me. Um, so now, ch- chase what, what what you do well. I'm gonna say that now you you do chase the polls, or you did the what the polls, as in running for mayor. Oh, that that ain't chasing though. Well, you you know, you're not really chasing nothing. Like you gotta understand, I'm an outsider to politics. Exactly. When I came into politics, they was like, who? The, why is he here? Why is this dude right here who's never been in politics in his life? He's a stand-up comedian, actor, writer, director. Why? What makes him qualified to even try to get a vote? And 100,000 votes later, they, and you know, I lost about 20,000 votes to the current mayor who's, right. who's uh, a Democrat. I ran as an independent. It's a 90% Democratic city. Yeah. Um, so to take away those votes and split the city, they said I made history. No facts. So, so chasing I wasn't doing, but what I was, I was trying to make an example, uh, set an example for people that don't let anybody put limitations on who you are and what you can do. Exactly. You know, this is this studio right here is a big ass studio. Thank you. You ain't got to be Tyler Perry to have a big ass studio. Yeah. You just got to have the proper people and the message that's coming out. And once you do that, you're in the same boat. So now... In politics, they they look at me differently now. Oh yeah, it's like the dude who walked on the team, and now he start. So now you got to look at him. Now he he took out the biggest play, knocked his helmet off. So that's me. Now facts, I ain't gonna lie. Um, when I, I heard you on eighty five South, so saying, saying you were gonna run, and then uh, I ain't gonna lie. Last year I went to DC, um, and I went to the CBC for the first time ever. Like, I guess the first time it came back since COVID. That shit was lit. That, was, that shit was crazy. It was lit. I'm like, I ain't never seen that many black people well, in the my Capitol. My this year gonna be lit. Oh, nigga, hey, we there. We already booked on some shit, but we gonna be at yeah, your yeah, shit. Yeah, Trust yeah, me, we gonna, gonna be crazy. But when I seen that, I said, oh, it makes sense for Red to run for mayor here, because this is, this is chocolate, I seen Chocolate City. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of guys in power that are our color in DC. And I don't know if the world knows that, but there's a lot of money. There's a lot of power in the black community out there in D.C. So now nah, I commend you for making that, you know, making that run. Are you going to try again anytime? Oh, yeah. Uh, we about to uh, make a big political announcement uh, uh, in about a week and a half. Uh, 
that's going to throw everybody for a loop. Um, so yeah, look forward for that. Uh, and once it come on, you know, you know, it's going to be big. Oh, we got another person. He just came in the building. Street stars deep at night. Street stars is deep. Yeah, street stars is deep, man. Thank you, Dallas. <laughs> now, politically, what what do you need to know about your city? Um, what information does you do you have to be equipped with to run for the mayor? And be taken seriously. I mean, you you know, run, you got to be able to live in your city a year okay. before the uh, general election. Got you. Okay. Right. So you gotta you gotta just be a resident of the city. Okay. And you got to be smart enough to understand that policies is real. Right. You know, a lot of times people don't know what a policy is. And that's what that's where it goes wrong. Right. So, you know, local politics is the biggest politics. And most people ain't even pay attention in civics. Right. They don't even know what civics is. So um, I damn sure don't. I mean, you know, but you, you got to so, learn for, about for, civics, man. So, please tell us we need now, civics is like when they was te- I ain't learned. I, I didn't pay attention in school. Right. I learned it later in life. But civics was trying to teach us how local politics work and how important it is for your community for you to get involved with it. Like, you know, people be like, man, I'm never going, I ain't going, I don't vote, I don't do, I'm like, man, man, you just don't know. That's what they want you to say. Yeah. They want you to not be involved with your own community. They want to make all the laws for you and all your rules. So you might as well change your, your, your mindset. Man, that's facts. I can't wait to see what that announcement is a week from now. Um, I got to ask you real quick, because they just announced this uh, on BET that they're bringing back Comic View. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts as far as them bringing that platform back? It's going to be terrible. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> 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 Damn. <laughs> what, you, what, what you see that we don't see? God? <laughs> nah, nah, it ain't going to be terrible. Just <laughs> what if, they, if they ask you to come host, uh, you know, do what, um, you know, some of the people in the past did, would you consider it? <laughs> I don't know what I might consider, because... Uh, <laughs> To be honest with you, uh, no, nah, I think it's no, nah, I think it's a cool move. Comic View itself is a uh, is a it, it it put a lot of us on, you know. I did. I don't even. I can't even tell how many times I was on Comic View. But you gotta understand, at that time, we didn't have no social media. You had to be on Comic View. That was the you know, that was a Def Jam Comic View. It was, and then Def Jam left, so Comic View was still here. And that's the way you promoted yourself. I think it's gonna be cool for the young young brothers who gonna you know be a part of it. Um, you know, I'm just I'm touring right now. <laughs> I'm touring right now. Uh, if it if it if it pop off, man, you know I think you know I think Kev and Mike is involved, so it's it should be great. It should be great. Um, you know. It should be great. So I used to watch Comic View in the back back days. I probably had no business. You was you was probably a toddler watching. You was Comic a toddler? View. Was you a toddler? I was, I was quite young. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. Um, and you know, I'm I'm a fan of a lot of like more old school comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you look back on some of the content in which comedians stood on during that era, a lot of people today 
would say that it's sexist and it's biased and it's phobic. So how, what are your thoughts on like the new comic view coming and it not maybe being as like adventurous and out there as it was before? Because, you know, people are a little sensitive these days. Hey, man. Um, it, 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 I mean, you know, we got we got we, we lived in an era where we had an opportunity to say what the hell we wanted to say. You know what I mean? And people wasn't as sensitive at the time, at the moment. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's, you know, what, why people was as sensitive now. It's like, um, but they just took away affirmative action. And um, I think everything's open now because no more affirmative action, you know, we can, we can wild out, can't we? Are are you afraid of the cancel culture with your jokes? Like, do you find yourself writing jokes that I can't talk about? I'm already canceled. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm coming back. <laughs> no, I, no, I was just playing. <laughs> That's a great bar right there, bars. Already. No, I'm not canceled, but <laughs> I don't know. My man Cat spoke about cancel culture like some years ago. And people was laughing like he didn't know what he's talking about, but then people was getting canceled. <laughs> I mean, they was cutting people off big time too. Well, I'm talking about they tried to cancel John Morant, but he, I don't know he got away with it. Yeah, he made too much money. He dunked too good. My, Nike, Nike was like, "Nah, man, we need this. Yeah, we, we need, need this." Nah, um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like like with me, I don't really like directly associated with you. I, I might talk about how somebody, how my life put me in that situation. Like, you know, I mean, you can't say nothing no more without my nephews and them, they talking about pause. So everything, everything you do is a pause. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing video games. I'm like, I'm about to play some good ass D on you. They like, pause, good D. Okay. <laughs> so, so I mean, shoot, they're going to cancel you regardless. You can't say nothing no more. Speaking, speaking of a pause moment, those two uh, young NFL players, uh, Jalen Green. Green and uh, what it, the victim. The victim. Yeah. What was your thought? Yeah. <laughs> what was your thoughts when you saw that video? I'm pleading the fifth on that. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga said, no, sir. I got I, I to gotta, I gotta ask him a question, bro. <laughs> Not about that one. <laughs> no. Did y'all play like that? <laughs> Man, I don't know where. <laughs> See, they nope. went to the extreme. Nope. <laughs> Shower, you look at the wall. Straight at the wall, bro. Nah, for real. Get in and get out. And wash and get out. Out of there. It really sounds like you can look at Cat Williams as like, I'm going to just use the term OG. Um, and a lot of cats is like nowadays, the, young, the youngsters are like, we don't have OGs or, or we don't have those people, those guys who looked up to to give us that information. What do you think happened to the, the OG or the, the old head who gave that information to the young, the, his youngest? Hey, man. I told all my youngest, bro. Yeah. I give them, I give them advice where they want to listen. Right. Um, that want to listen, hey man, they they gonna be successful anyway. Talk to them. It's already in your 
it's already in your cause for success if you're going to be successful. You ain't got to, you know, worry about nobody. Um, I just, I'm, just, I'm just truly highly blessed to be on the tour that's coming up. Yeah, Cat Williams' uh, Dark Matter tour. The Dark Matter up. tour. Yeah, it's Dark Matter now. Ooh. Um, and we got a lot of Dark Matters to talk about. Oh, it's about to go down, man. Uh, and you're actually here in Dallas uh, doing a show. <clears throat> and for those that, you know, of course, uh, they could catch you all over. Doing they, five shows. Five shows. Yeah, my bad. You, yeah, you're, you're back. I mean, yeah, you're running through this motherfucker. I'm outside, too, because I'm outside. Y'all Ooh. should go outside. Ooh. Y'all should be there. It's no. something you got to see him live in person. Oh, yeah, you no. Can't, you can't fake, like, and, and I'm going to make it easy for y'all. I'm going to have a street star section. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. He's going to make it very easy. And hey, we there. I'm going to make it easy oh, for y'all. Nah, don't worry. We there, man. You know we we there. Do, 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 do you, hey, yeah, yeah, for real. Do, do you produce your own show? Like, do you put it together? Because, of course, I know you're a producer. Like, so you say, I'm going to go in and produce your show. Um, yeah, from the music all the way down to the person going on. And I got I to gotta get your thoughts on this real quick. Uh, as a producer, as a person who puts cameras in young kids' hands and have them go out there and create, um, what are your thoughts on the Tubi movies? I don't really look at Tubi, but... Uh, I mean, so you, I you heard... ain't seen the quality? You ain't... Hey, what's the one that we, we, we was tripping out on? If, if I can't. Y'all go watch it if I can't. Go watch that. Go watch if I can't. that one first. Yeah, that's your, that, let that be your first one. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I think I think uh, Tubi is trying to blow his name up. They like putting any content on. I think it's cheating the game. Uh, we laughing at the shit, but it ain't, I mean, ain't nothing going to come out of that for them people who making them dumbass films. You know? Any idea goes. Any idea goes. I mean, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm a real filmmaker. I don't, I don't, I don't like I don't like buffoonery. There you go, man. Like even if it's comedy, even if it's it comedy. can be comedy without being buffoonery. Like I seen, I think I seen someone on IG. He shot somebody. He shot him, and the gun ain't even go pow. Oh shit! And then it went pow. <laughs> Nigga fell and everything. Oh, the delay reaction. Tubi, man. God damn. For you yourself, um, what are you producing right now? What are you working on outside of Dark Matter tour? Outside of doing the outside, uh, I'm outside uh, tour that you're doing right here in Dallas, Street Stars gonna have a section. Uh, what else are you working on personally, as far as outside of comedy, outside of production, and also within that world? Uh, we 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 cutting up my special, uh, me running for mayor that three years. Oh, that's dope. Running that's for dope. mayor, um, it's called I Ran, and uh, we putting that together. That should be out in the next couple months. Um, I have a number one special on uh, Amazon Prime right now, Boogie Cousin uh, Comedy Jam. Yeah, it's hard, hard as, hard as shit. Um, and I'm writing like a couple movies right now that I'm working with a couple people. What? But my life is my life is real easy right now because I don't look at it as work no more. I get up and have a great day. Every day is a great day. Like this is a this this day is our day. This, Tomorrow I ain't promised, you know, so we got to do it right now. So um, I work on it, man. I just want I want to continue. I want to and I want to save like like 5,000 young people in my city in the next two or three years, just giving them either jobs or putting them in programs that they can, you know, get certified. And, you know, last summer, my uh, 
my certification company, uh, Huff, we certified over 6,000 uh, people to get uh, jobs in, in, in D.C. And I just want to continue to whatever God put on my brain to say, okay, man, let's do it. And, and I say no. Do, do you think that um, with the introduction of AI, and of course AI has been around along oh, forever. Alan, Alan Allison? <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think, um, and with people not being able to do, um, use their hands anymore because all of the trades have been taken out of the schools of that nature, do you think the human race is in danger? Uh, do you think AI is gonna make love to your girl one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AI is gonna take your girl to another level one day. And AI is already taking a bunch of women to another. <laughs> yes, it is, man. So, I 